Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Words of scripture on which I'd like to speak this morning are part of our second Bible reading from Galatians chapter 5. Can I just read several verses again? You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have been have crucified their sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Look up on the screen and you're allowed to tip your head sideways to read it. You can see the words there, freed to live under Christ Jesus. That's the title, my address for today. But it seems to be saying two opposites. We're free from the restraints of Satan as we live our lives. But at the same time, it seems to be saying that we live under another set of restraints. The restraint of living under somebody who has been saved by Jesus Christ. Many, many years ago, when I was at the seminary, we uh, discovered the difficulties of that statement. When I was there, we as students uh, had uh, an unofficial motto. It was this, all things are yours, but you are Christ's. The world is open to us, but we decide to live as Christ would have us live. That motto, it helped guide my life then and it has ever since. Let me use the following to just explain a little more of what I'm talking about. There was a middle-aged woman who joined a pastor's class. She said that she'd had a religious upbringing back in her youth, but had wandered off and wanted that she'd attended one of those churches that had a rule for everything, which usually meant a rule against everything. She said, we had rules against dancing, we had rules against playing cards, we had rules against mowing the lawns on Sunday, we had a rule about how often we should attend church and Bible classes. There were rules about what is good entertainment and what is not good entertainment. And the members of that church made sure that those rules were kept. She went on and said, When I was in my 20s, I once went to a pub with a couple of my mates where we had a few drinks, where we played some pool, where we had a good time. But somebody from the church saw me, reported me to one of the elders. I was asked to please explain and ordered never to go near that place or those people again. It's a sad story, isn't it? Now, as that pastor's class continued, 
Her negative attitude towards the church also apparently started to change. What she found out was that Christianity wasn't a set of rules about what to do and what not to do. She heard that through Jesus Christ, we have a new freedom, a wonderful new freedom. One day, as they were studying, they looked at that verse from Galatians chapter 5. Freedom is what we have. Christ has set us free. Touched her. She wrote it down in her book for future reference. Suddenly there was a new world there. Christ Jesus is the one who sets us free from that endless treadmill of do this and don't do that. St. Paul here in this text is telling his readers that true religion is not simply following a set of rules, striving to do the impossible, trying to live a life that's holy and perfect and acceptable to God. A religion that emphasises those things is a frustrating religion. Why? Because we can never keep all of those rules. A relationship with God, it isn't a matter of what we do or how we think we're living out that Christian life. Jesus Christ is the one and the only way to restore that relationship with God. Didn't Jesus say, I am the way, the truth and the life? Didn't he say, nobody goes to the Father except by me? Jesus Christ has done it all for us through his death, through his resurrection. He gave his life for us so that we can have freedom from the burden of our sin and freedom from the punishment of our sin, the punishment that we so much deserve. We're free from anxious religious striving. We're free from the endless effort to be religious. We're free from the never-ending striving to keep in God's good books. Why? Because in Christ Jesus, we have been made right with God. It's true. St. Paul said it in his usual short way. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Can we slip back to that woman in the pastor's class? Everything was going along fine until one day she said, you know, the thing I like about this church is that you're free to believe whatever you want and your behaviour is your own business and nobody else's. Nobody tells you what to do. What she was saying that day echoes the attitude of many, if not most, in our community today. We're free 
they think, to believe what we want. And so our behavior is our own business and nobody else's. The question is this though, is that the freedom that Christ has set us free to be? Does our Christian freedom mean that we are free to think, to act, and to be anything that we like? St. Paul continued after that statement about being free. He said, Do not use your freedom as an opportunity for selfish indulgence, but through love become slaves of one another. You're free, but you are still a slave. Those words freedom and slave, they're opposites, aren't they? How's it possible that St. Paul, in that same breath, can use the words, for freedom Christ has set us free, and then say, become slaves of one another. How's it possible to believe that freedom means becoming a slave? In our society, in our community today, ideas about freedom relate to the notion that truly free people are those who are answerable only to themselves. I've got money. I can use money any way I like. I've got time. I can use my time any way I like. You know, I can travel overseas. I can live in big houses. I can lavishly entertain friends. I can spend more time on the golf course. I can drive the best car. I can wear the best clothes. I can do whatever I want when I want. We know that that sort of attitude often ends up in another sort, slavery. A slavery of wanting the new, the improved, the latest fashions. You know, there's that statement, the more we have, the more we want. Never satisfied. Is that freedom? Rather, when the Bible talks about freedom, it says nothing about being free of responsibility or being free to do as we please or being free to use other people for our own selfish needs or being free and unrestrained when it comes to sex, drugs, alcohol, robbery, supporting a habit and so on. The Bible teaches that freedom is a gift from God. Didn't Jesus say, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth. And the truth then is what will set you free. Again, if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. The kind of freedom that the Bible talks about is the kind that comes from Jesus Christ. We have been made right with God. 
We're free from our sin and all of its consequences. We're free. And God has done all of that that, through our Saviour Jesus Christ. It's worth noting again. Freedom is a gift from God. It's given as a result of being enslaved to the right thing. Namely, to the Son of God, Jesus Christ. That's not the kind of freedom that says you can do whatever you like. And it's quite clear that's the reason why St. Paul was writing there to the Galatians. They were abusing their freedom by the way in which they were treating one another. We don't know exactly what troubles there were in that uh, Galilean congregation, but St. Paul said to his readers, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather serve, or can we put the words in there, be slaves to one another in love. What flowed on immediately after that? St. Paul lists the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, self-control. And all of those things relate to living together. They're virtues that promote a healthy and happy relationship with people. So in Christ... We are free. We're free to be slaves of one another. A number of years ago, I read this family, but something that I can say I've seen echoed time and time again in those many years of my ministry, particularly out in the country. There was a farmer who lived out in his farm with a fairly comfortable home and his wife. The children had grown up and they'd left home. For many years, he and his wife had cared for his 80-year-old mother. She had Alzheimer's disease. She was blind. She no longer had bowel control. The farmer and his wife, their entire lives had to be adjusted to the care of his mother. In the community, as often happens in rural communities, this came up in conversation. Some people admired them for their love and their patience. Others said, oh, they're foolish. Haven't they heard about nursing homes? Why did they do this? They answered, it's a privilege for me to give back some of the care which my mother gave me earlier in my life. Fortunately, I've been blessed with a job which has some flexibility. I have a loving and understanding wife. By the way, does a marvellous job caring for mum's personal needs. I feel lucky that we are able to do this for her. I think that that kind of slavery, I don't think we can call it anything else but slavery is the kind of slavery that St. Paul is here talking about. 
Now, I know that many of us, because of our circumstances, can't make the same response as to an ailing parent as that farmer and his wife did. Yet there are so many times when we can show the fruits of the Spirit and adjust our lives to the needs of others. In other words, we become slaves to the weak. We become slaves to those around us as we seek to find ways to help and support them in their particular time of need. And remember, as slaves, we won't, won't leave one stone unturned in trying to fulfill our duty of showing love to those who need our love. And as slaves, we don't do it for reward or praise. There's plenty of room for celebration on our part when we come across people within our church and community who demonstrate those fruits of the Spirit who go out of their way to meet the needs of the others. Whether we talk of the way we use our leisure, time or the use of our money or the way we use our God-given abilities, that they may be used as we yoke ourselves to others That is the freedom we have to live that sort of life. St. Paul summarized it, uh, sorry, Martin Luther rather summarized St. Paul's thoughts when he said these words. A Christian is the most free Lord of all and subject to none. A Christian is the most dutiful servant of all and subject to everyone. May God bless you as you live under Christ Jesus, set free by him, but then living out that freedom in your lives as you live part of your communities. God's peace be with you all. Amen.